So I've told you guys um, a little bit about my weight loss journey and what that's looking like for me. And right now, um, <clears throat> I'm still losing weight, but it's a very slow process right now. And that's okay. Um, for the first time in my life, I can honestly say that eating an appropriate amount of calories is finally just kind of a part of my life, <clears throat> which I think is actually really cool. Like it's my day to day and I don't stress about it. And there's days that I go over my calorie, you know, my caloric intake, what I should be at in order to lose weight. And that's okay. And so I just don't, my perspective about losing weight has changed a lot in the last year and I just don't beat myself up, but losing weight very slowly and that's, that's fine. I've had two kids. I'm before that I worked a job that was very stressful and ridiculous hours and I just didn't take care of myself then too. So it wasn't even like the kids. It was a lifestyle I had adopted before then too. It's just after the kids, it's a lot harder to lose the weight, right? And things look very different. <laughs> so <clears throat> anyway, um, today I ran for the first time, which is good. And I'm not going to obsess about running. It's just, I've had hip bursitis. I sound like I'm a hundred, but I've had hip bursitis, so it's been, um, and I've had it for like 18 years, and I'm not even kidding. I just didn't pay like that much attention to it. I was like, it'll go away, it'll go away, and then I would just be like, whatever, whatever. It has finally got had finally gotten to the point where I'm like, I have to go see the doctor because my legs are throbbing. It had gotten really bad, so I got cortisone shots, so it's helped some. I still don't have the mobility that I want. As far as like the flexibility, I shouldn't say mobility. My flexibility is not what it used to be. I can't sit Indian style, stuff like that. But I have seen a huge difference. My legs don't ache the way that they used to. So I've decided to start kind of slowly jogging. I started this morning and I really enjoyed it. And I think it's just really cool to, okay, so... I've been thinking a lot this week about a couple of things that are kind of linked to this whole mentality about losing weight. I think, you know, before I had kids, my purpose for losing weight was to look different, right? To, you know, um, it was never about how I felt. It was never for somebody else. It was for me, a lot of vain reasons, but you know, a lot of good reasons, you know, I want to feel good about this. I want to feel good about wearing certain things and even things like it's hot in the summer and the less you weigh, the better you feel. You're not as hot. So I have come to the point, like I had my children and then I wanted to lose weight, honestly, for them. 
I wanted to be a healthier person and be able to do things with them and not be exhausted and be like, oh, I'm not getting, I cannot get on the floor again or, you know, jumping on the trampoline or whatever it is. So it morphed into wanting to be healthy for my kids and that's fine because that means a lot to me. Um, but I have seen that's part of it now, but it's also after my dad died, it also, my perspective has changed as well. And not just after my dad died, after I've been able to process it, because being a mom, when you deal with a death, you are so consumed with providing life for your children that you really don't get to mourn the way somebody who isn't taking care of somebody can, you know. And I remember months and months after my father passed away, like he passed away in October and then in March, March, April, yeah, March or April, I was driving down to North Carolina by myself from Virginia and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was as if he had just passed away. Like I was sobbing. I was mourning my father. And it came out of nowhere. Oh, bless you, Bristol. You okay? Oh, bless you. My dog Bristol just sneezed. Yes, I say bless you to my dogs. (laughs) My dogs are a huge part of my life. Like a huge part of my life. I love my dogs. You all right? Sweet girl. Okay. Um, I have four rescue dogs, huge dogs and two children and I wouldn't have it any other way. So anyway, um, so anyway, it hasn't really been until I got to North Carolina that I really started mourning like my father to the extent that I needed to. And my perspective on my weight changed then as well. And this week, why it has surfaced, again, just thinking about my perspective on becoming healthy is because my father's grandmother is in the hospital, Um, a woman who is 81 years old. And when I tell you that she can outwalk most of us and she is sharp, she's, I mean, honestly, you would never guess that she's 81. It's kind of shocking. Like she has the stamina. It's unbelievable. All of a sudden, like a ton of bricks, something hit her and she's in the hospital. Um, And now they believe it's lymphoma, right? So um, here she goes from two months ago to now. Right now she's, you know, barely speaking, can't get up on her own, that kind of stuff. And it's, it really is shocking. So anyway, all of that has really caused me to not just want to be healthy for my children, but be healthy because this life is moving so fast. And one day I won't have the option. I won't have the choice to try and lose weight and be healthy and be active. One day something may hit me like a ton of bricks like it did my dad, like it did my husband's grandmother, and I won't be able to do those things. And I cannot let another year go by 
and just be like, well, you know, I'll try and be healthy next year. And in this thinking, you know, what I've said, like when I turn 40, I want to be at a very good weight and that's in February and I'm taking care of stuff health wise and like with my hips and if this doesn't shot doesn't work, I'm going to, ha- I'm going to get another shot in three months, but if not, I'm, I'm going to have to get, you know, surgery and I'm like, I have to do it because I, I want to take advantage of my life. Um, I want to travel with my kids. I want to travel with my husband. Um, and I don't want to have this pain, these, this, these throbbing legs all the time. And so, but one thing that I keep thinking about this week is my dad, he was in this, at the end of his life, he was transferred to this nursing home that was terrible. And no one really had a say because there was an incident. And anyway, so the last time that I saw him, he knew who I was. He's always known who I was. That's never, ever, ever, ever. It was never an issue with his dementia. But he couldn't talk. And he was nonverbal, and I just remember his blue eyes. And I knew, he knew what was happening. He knew he was dying. And I saw fear in his eyes, like, just get me, take me out of here. Like, I don't want to die, but it was happening. And I could see that in his face. I could see that fear. And my dad and I always had a special connection. And I remember he wasn't talking to anybody. He was nonverbal. I could see the excitement in his face when he saw me because I I lived in Virginia at the time and he was here in North Carolina. And I remember... I walked in the room and it's like his soul lit up. And I said to him, he couldn't talk to me, couldn't talk to me. And at the end I said, dad, I love you. And he said, I love you too. I'll always carry that with me. But what I also carry with me is that fear that I saw in his eyes, sheer fear, like, and that terrified me. It terrified me for him. And I know it sounds selfish, but it terrified me for me. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, that's so scary to know that your end is coming. And I have Jesus and I have my faith and I know without a doubt in my mind that when I pass, I will be with Jesus. I know that. Like, I know it. But the unknown is scary. (laughs) 
you know, I've heard so many stories of people who have passed away and seen Jesus and come back. And I think a lot of those stories you have to be careful with. You never know who's just an attention seeker or whatever. But then I think there's stories that are legit. Jesus can do whatever he wants. People are like, oh, that's not possible. How, why do you, how do you know that? <laughs> like, really? You know that it's not possible to see Jesus? Like, that you're basically just putting him in a box and saying he can't do that. That just doesn't sound like him. And so there was this one guy talking about Jesus and he wasn't a believer. He was an atheist. And I was watching this video on him and he was saying that he had passed away and he was having a heart, this like triple bypass or something. And he said, I knew that my time wasn't over. He said, and I remember standing there and I saw Jesus and I knew who it was. Here I was, someone who was not a believer and I stood there and I knew. And he goes, and he hugged me. And he said, this love that I felt was so unbelievable. He said, I cannot describe it then. I can't describe it now. He was like, it changed my life. He said, I came back. My spirit came back into my body. He was like, and since then, I have been telling people about this, not for attention, but because I want them to know what I felt when I hugged him. He said, I can't deny it. He said, I cannot deny that feeling. And I think about that sometimes because I'm terrified sometimes when I saw that look in my dad's eyes, like he was terrified of dying. My dad became a believer when I went to college and he became a believer and thank God, (laughs) but he was still very young in his faith, even when he passed away. And I think just like anybody else, I mean, there are people who say, I'm not afraid to die. Well, great, (laughs) wonderful, (laughs) (laughs) good. I wish I could be that way, but I'm not. And so I think about my father and that face and that fear that he had, and it terrifies me. And I've not told anybody that. I really haven't. And I think about my life and how quick it's going to be. I'm, all, I'm going to be turning 40. If I'm lucky, I'll get another 40 years. But I want them to be healthy years. I want them to be good years because one day I might get slammed with a ton of bricks and something might happen. Who knows? And so, you know, my mother-in-law has been telling me that... Um, with her mom in the hospital, she gets this look on her face sometimes of confusion. And it terrifies me because I think of my dad. I think of my dad and that look that he had at that moment. Sometimes he got confused and I could tell. But I could tell that even though he couldn't verbalize any of what he was feeling, I could see everything he was feeling. And he was very coherent and he knew what was happening. 
He knew his body was about to shut down. He knew what was happening. And it scared me and it has scared me. And it's, mm, I remember my sister telling me too that when she was in hospice with him, that was the next week. I was in Virginia with my three-month-old and, you know, and so she was telling me, she was like, Wendelin, I see how scared he is. Like, she goes, I feel him telling me through his eyes, help me, help me, don't let this happen, I'm scared. And I knew what she was talking about because I saw that look. And it has stayed with me. And so my prayer lately has just been, you know, Jesus, don't let me fear death. And, you know, even the one thing I keep hearing of these people, you know, this guy who says he passed away and saw Jesus and came back, he said, I did not fear anything. I was not sad. He said, I was, he said, it was the opposite. He goes, and I can't describe it. And I keep thinking about that. Do I take his, everything he says for a hundred percent? Not, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a true story, but I will tell you this. I think, like I said, Jesus can do whatever he wants. He can come to us at any moment. He can come to us in a dream. He could, I mean, hello, that's happened all over the Bible. I mean, you know, who are we to say what Jesus will and will not do? And now this guy is talking to people about Jesus. He is not flashy. He was an older man. He was just talking as a matter of fact. And so anyway, I just think about that. And I think about how he talked about the embrace that he had with Jesus. And so I noticed something. My my anxieties so many times are created by seeing other people go through trauma, other people go through pain, other people go through suffering. I mean, really, I start having these things that like, oh my goodness, it's going to happen to me. I'm not going to be here for my children and all this stuff. So anyway, this week, I've just been thinking about my health and thinking about how blessed I am truly to have the ability to get healthy And it's a long road and it's not easy. Today, I made pasta for my children and I wanted five bowls of that pasta and I didn't have any. And I had a vegetarian wrap. (laughs) It's hard because I love pasta. But what happened, baby? What is that, sweetheart? Okay, I don't know what that is, and it's kind of grossing me out. Is it, what is this, Layla? Can you go put this in the trash can? Here, go put it in the trash can. I don't know what that is, and I'm not sure where you got it. (laughs) Go put it in the garbage. Anyway, (laughs) oh, so if you are struggling with just losing weight and becoming a healthier person and honestly losing weight to me, I don't want to be a skinny mini. 
My husband doesn't want that anyway. But I don't want to be a skinny mini. I don't want to be the woman on the beach that people turn their heads and look at. Please. I am going to have the flabbiest belly ever, even with losing weight. Having my children and my skin being stretched out and, you know, being 40 because it's not going to bounce back. Is that a monkey? Yeah. Um, hey, baby. No, that's not a pickle. That's a noodle. That doesn't taste like it. Oh, okay. You I can love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, baby. Oh. I know. Oh, monkey. Um. So anyway, I hope that you're encouraged by hearing somebody say, "Yeah, it's not. It's not easy. It's not." It takes a while, but the benefits of knowing that your life, you only have this one life and you have as far as just being on this earth with your loved ones and being able to do things with them, like be encouraged. Like I look at that look that my father gave me and I think about it and I go, I don't know when my life will end. I don't know when Jesus will say, it's time for you to come home, Wendelin. I don't know when he will come and embrace me. I don't know. Jesus looks at death very differently than we do. We see it as being taken away from this earth and our loved ones. He sees it as giving us a gift. If you know him, you know, like you're about to enter this kingdom of complete peace and being in my presence and there's nothing better, you know. And so I'm not going to lie to you when I say sometimes I cry thinking if I die and my kids don't have me. I do. I straight up cry. It's ridiculous. I see the monkey. Is that mommy's weird book? Yeah. The girl with no name. That is what I'm reading right now. I have decided this year, not only with my weight loss, but I want to read some books. And with being a mom, obviously, that is... You know, so I have bought like, like six books that I'm like, okay, here's some books that (laughs) are really good about knowing Jesus and functioning in a world where I want to raise my children in a manner that they will know Jesus and love Jesus and have this life. And there's also these weird books that I've got for myself. (laughs) And one is The Girl With No Name, and it is a girl. I am fascinated with children who were raised by animals. I know. I'm so weird. (laughs) I'm so weird. She was raised by monkeys. It's actually fascinating. Like, it was back in Colombia back in the 50s. So, you know, Drug Central. And, of course, child trafficking. And it's terrible. You know, this is something we hear about now. Like, we're just like, oh my gosh, child, child trafficking. And with social media, we hear more about it. But this has been going on for how long? I mean, there's nothing new, you know. And this girl was being trafficked. She trafficked. Traffic, taken. She was trafficked. Oh my goodness, why can't I say it? Trafficked. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. She was taken. Wow. Okay, from her garden beside her house, and basically she was chloroformed, and she woke up. She's five. She doesn't know her real name. Like, she's an adult now. She's like a grandmother now. It's, like, fascinating. And so, I know I'm just sitting here telling you about a book, but like I said, this 
my podcasts are about like a phone call with friends. And so this is what I would do. I would skip from one thing to the next. I was talking about weight loss and the death of my father. And now I'm talking about the girl with no name. And so basically she wakes up again. She's in like this transport with other children and she passes out again. She wakes up and she's thrown over the shoulder of this one guy and they're running through the jungle and there's another guy. And all of a sudden they just drop her and run. And she has no idea why. But so I'm at the part in the book where like the monkeys are starting to come and surround her and they kind of like trip her and push her over and stuff to kind of see what she's about. And I mean, she was in the jungle at night with, she couldn't see anything in front of her, not her hand in front of her face. She would feel like centipedes and spiders going up her, like, um, things going into her ears. She heard some wild animal like stalking her and surrounding her. Um, I don't know what it was, some large cat, I'm guessing in the jungle, but she said that she knew she was going to be eaten then all of a sudden she heard these little feet everywhere and whatever it was got scared away it was probably these monkeys because they can be brutal especially a pack of them you know and so she's five this little girl is five years old going through this so of course like I rented Jumanji for my children to watch because I'm like hello this is so Jumanji and so we watched Jumanji and my son has been obsessed with me reading the book. He's like, mommy, tell me what's going on in the book. I'm like, okay, so this is what just happened. <laughs> I was sitting on the toilet the other day reading my book and he came and stood there and just was like, can you read it out loud? And I was like, yes, sweetheart. And so I was reading out loud about the monkeys and everything and her finding bananas. So I'm very early on in the book, but stuff like that just absolutely fascinates me. Um... The book is actually really good. It's an easy read. And that's why I wanted to read it. I don't need anything complicated in my life. I don't need to read Dallas Woolard right now. I need, I mean, maybe a chapter here and there, Dallas, but no. <laughs> so I was telling them about the um, the monkey book, about the girl. I don't, I don't jump on you. Don't jump on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was kind of fun. That was kind of fun. Um, you have noodle fingers and noodle face. I have noodle pindles and I have noodle face. Yeah, you have butter everywhere. Yeah, I have butter everywhere. <laughs> so. And me. My eye. Eyeball. It's out. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. So anyway, um, so those are the books that I'm, there's several books that I'm reading. I'm sure you'll hear about them. But that is one of them about this girl raised by monkeys for years years raised by monkeys they rejected her apparently and then something happened and they accepted her into like their community and as a mother living in the united states you know her children just always thought it was normal for moms to be in trees because her mom was always in hopping in trees and climbing all the way up trees she like would hunt rabbits and like then bring them home and like let them go in their garden she loved animals and like you know, they said my our mom was like, she would just be a wild, like, woman. And we just thought that was normal, you know. So I am fascinated to read this book. What, baby? Okay. And um, so anyway. um, So that's what's been on my mind this week is just this weight loss journey and why this means so much to me now as opposed to what it meant to me. Um, 
you know, before I had children and before I was married and everything, um, as opposed to now and what Jesus is showing me about life and about the opportunities in life that I have and what I'm missing out on. And so, you know, I'm hoping and praying that this running continues and that I don't get injured and stuff like that because it really was just great to get outside and have that time to myself with my dog and and just run and enjoy myself. And I don't know, as a mom, I think I'm the mom, though, that I'm really weird. If I go to the store by myself, like I miss my kids. I'm like, I just want to go home. And so it's good for me just to step out my door and go running and knowing that my kids are right there. And, um, yeah, so that's what's been going on my mind. And I was just running today thinking this is part of my next chapter in life. My next chapter might be only a year. My next chapter might be 10 years. My next chapter might be 40 years, another 40 Whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever Jesus decides to give me on earth, I want to make it rich. I want it to be good. Hey, you know? Is, is Maggie in my room? I don't think so. Why? Okay. I think she's sleeping with daddy, buddy. Okay. Turn on the light, but I think she's sleeping with daddy. We have a dog named Matsy who is a rescued Rottweiler and she's crazy, like straight up legit insane. And someone kicked her and broke her back when she was four months old. And so a rescue got her and she had spinal surgery and stuff and we adopted her and we knew, we knew she had crazy eyes and we adopted her. I was like, she's got crazy eyes and she's beautiful. And I was like, most beautiful ones are crazy. (laughs) And... So she is crazy. And one thing with my dogs, and I'm going to talk about this actually in another podcast because I've been thinking a lot about it with my dogs is I don't expect my dogs to like children. I don't. Matsy gets nervous like sometimes around them if there's a lot of noise and a lot of toys being thrown here and there, you know, with that sound. Oh, you've got my book. You better not lose it or rip pages. You crazy. Oh, my baby. <laughs> um, so anyway, she, because of her injury, um, obviously is more sensitive to things being around her back and stuff like that. So with the kids, obviously, if she's laying on the floor, they're not allowed to be in the same room as her. Because if they trip and fall on her, there's a good chance she could bite them. And people are like, oh, well, she's a Rottweiler. So I'm like, no, 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 no. has nothing to do with her being a Rottweiler. It has to do with the fact that she was injured one time and a child just fell on her and her mouth is her hand. Like we can use our hand to be like, okay, stop, get away. She could just react and bite them. Absolutely. And so she is moody and she is bitchy and all these things (laughs) as well. So, but anyway... Um, yeah, so she's in the room sleeping with my husband because he works third shift. And so Charlie was asking, is Matsy in my room? And that's, we believe in understanding that dogs are different and I'm not going to expect my dog just to love my kids 
Some of them, we have four dogs and she's nervous around them. And that's fine. That is fine. I'm showing my kids how to respect animals because you know what? For instance, Massey, you have to be careful with her and she doesn't like for you to touch her paws. Where I'm not going to train her to let my kids touch her paws. I'm going to train my kids not to touch her paws. And why? Because there's going to be people that come into your life that may even have a disability. People, children that are autistic or, you know, people who have a physical disability or whatever. And my children have to adapt to them as well. You have to, you know, say, okay, this is how I need to work around this person. And this is what I need to understand about this person. And I think it's really great for them to understand this is how Matsy is. She will bite you if you fall on her. (laughs) Not necessarily like 100%, but she might. So we take precautions and we're like, you know what? You can't lay in the same room as the children. And she understands that, you know? And so I just think it's really important for children to understand there are boundaries and there are restrictions and there is respect for animals. So anyway, wow, I've just really gone on like a thousand things. So (laughs) anyway, if you're listening to this on the Apple app, um, you can leave a rating, you can leave a comment, you can leave whatever you want. Um, or even if you have a question or you want me to talk about something that I think, what I think about something or whatever, um, feel free to do that. Like I said, this podcast is about 500 different things and it's just about a phone call that I would make to a friend and it's about not feeling alone in the world. It's about hearing another person's voice and saying, Oh, I've gone through that. Absolutely. Like, that's great to know that I'm not alone. And that's what it's about. And it's about my life and being vulnerable and being transparent. Um, yeah, so and my kids play around me, my dogs are around me, you know, things just happen in my life around me. And I'm not going to edit that out because they're my life, you know. And so yeah, anyway, so yeah, feel free to go on the app. And if that's where you're listening, and rate me and leave a comment or if you hate me you can say hey woman I hate you whatever if you love me you can say (laughs) I think I love you but I'm not sure whatever it doesn't matter like if you hear an episode that really meant something to you or an episode that you know you're like uh or whatever just say something if you want that would be great and um yeah I've had uh who I do my anchors who I do my podcast with and they've been trying to get me to advertise things and I'm just like "Mm, no and they're like you could make money I'm like this isn't about money so anyway (laughs) I'm like I you know maybe one day I'll do it I don't know but right now I'm just enjoying talking to people and hearing people and having people message me and text me and say hey I heard this this is how I'm feeling about it or whatever and it's awesome and it's wonderful I also have a Facebook group that I made. I think it's private, but I'm not sure. I don't mean, No, it's not private. You can request to be on it. But I'm just going to be posting when I have episodes and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. All right, guys. Have a good day.